Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja, and today I'm here to introduce yet another book in my series on postcolonial fiction. And this book, of course, doesn't need an introduction. When I say introduce, what I mean is that I'm just going to go over certain aspects of the book. So today I would like to talk to you about Amos Totola's novel, The Palm Wine Drinker, which was the first West African novel to be published in England, English outside of Africa in 1952. It actually precedes Things Fall Apart by about six years. And uh, I would say this is a novel that was already ahead of its time because it's doing things to English language which later would become a style in post-colonial writing for authors like Salman Rushdie and others who kind of bend English language to their use. The narrative is pretty simple, the structure that we have our palm wine drinker who also calls himself the god of all gods uh, and he is this extravagant young person who drinks all day his palm wine until one day his palm wine Tapster dies, and Tapster, if you are not familiar with the phrase, is if you are tapping a pine tree, Tapster is the one who climbs up and cuts parts of the tree to tap into the sap which is fermented and becomes a wine. It still is a popular drink uh, in so many parts of the world. So his Tapster dies, so he then, since he cannot survive without drinking, so he then journeys to the place where he can find his dead tapster and retrieve him, right? That's the main quest. In the process are his adventures, right? The first one or two, uh, the first one he reaches a village and asks the village head to tell him where he can find his tapster and the village head says, well, I will tell you that if you can go and catch death for me. So he finds a way to capture death in a net and brings death back to the house of the old man who had thought that it was an impossible task. Everyone runs away, but he ends up introducing death into the world, right? And then in the next phase, he goes and rescues a village elder's daughter from these creatures who are just mere skulls, right? So it's all something to which there is no reference in Western literary tradition. And Totola, of course, is relying on Yoruba, folk tales. So the novel is a wonderful rendition of the Yoruba folk tales in English language, but the language itself, when you read it, he makes it his own. He breaks it apart. This is not English language that your typical people like V.S. Naipaul and others would prefer, or even Achebe. This is he making English language work for him to carry the burden of his stories. Now that's the reason I say the novel was far ahead of it. its time if you go by the whole idea of horizontal difference. Right? Yoss has that concept, right, when works are produced at a time when the criticism has not caught up with them, right? So they either find the novels not of good quality or they don't get those stories. This is what happened to this novel because from African side, uh, you know, the criticism was, oh, here you go again making us look stupid with your stupid English, right? And uh, from the European side, and you know, the reaction was, this is not a novel. This is not how you write a novel because they are measuring it against what they consider a proper 
novel. On the other hand, the African audiences were opposed to the novel. I mean, a lot of people loved the novels and his other stories are basically conscious that, you know, there is already a stereotype of African English and African storytelling in the Europe and you are kind of concretizing that. But I think now that I've reread it and I haven't taught it yet in any of my classes, this novel kind of is about 30 years ahead of the kind of post-colonial novels who will start invoking the local mythologies, the native stories without referencing them and start mobilizing them and the way the native authors would start using the colonizers' language without glossing terms, without providing references, to a level where the language breaks down, right? And even though it is English, it, it, it has a defamiliarizing effect. So the novel does that. So if you are interested in another African novel also coming from Nigeria, and if you want to read how an early writer Amos Totola renders the stories of his own Yoruba culture in English language and publishes it. This is the novel to go to. Now, uh, Totola has uh, an interesting story, right? He's Yoruba. He, along with some of his family members, change, anglicizes his name to Amos Totola. He only had formal education until sixth grade. Then he trains as a blacksmith, works with Royal Air Force during the war, and then eventually also works for British officials and decides to write this novel and a few other novels. And it is, in a way, also preceding what we now call magic realism. Because, I mean, the story is told from the point of view of this guy who is very human but who also claims to be a god. But there is an irony in it. He, he can do impossible things, but he has to travel to bring his dead tapster back. And so that's what makes the story really interesting. Within the story, of course, as he goes on different adventures or sent on, there are a lot of cautionary tales as well. Okay, what happens to a daughter who refuses to marry, things like that. So read for those. But also, I highly recommend this book to anyone who wants to study what happens when the native writers from the former colonies choose the colonial language to write their stories, but do not fo follow the formalistic structures of the genre, the novel, and don't care to actually write in proper English. So what emerges is, is a different kind of English and a different kind of storytelling. And that's crucial. It also, the novel also kind of defies certain theoretical claims by post-colonial theorists. Fanon and Ungugi come to my mind who both kind of suggest that there are three stages of native writing under colonialism and the first stage is always the native writers mastering the languages of their, their masters and then trying to produce stories in them that are meant to impress the colonizers that we are capable of learning your language and your genres of writing, and here is our proof. This completely defies that. I mean, it precedes things fall apart, even Flora Nwapa's Ifuru, but the way it tells its story is quintessentially different, and it is, in my opinion, a mind-boggling 
novel. And here is uh, the Dylan Thomas review of the novel when it came out and I'll read parts of it and it's interesting to read it now in hindsight. This is the brief, thronged, grisly and bewitching story written in young English by a West African about the journey of an expert and devoted palm wine drinker through a nightmare of indescribable adventures. From the age of 10, he drank 225 kegs a day and wished to do nothing else. It was just what the witch doctor ordered. So already in this review, even though Thomas likes the novel, you know, there are two stereotypes about Africa being invoked, right? One is that this is young English, which presupposes that somehow the English is childlike and we should forgive that. And there is no intention here or no suggestion here that, hey, you know, Tortola has the right to do to English language what English authors have always maintained, you know. And the defense of Amos Tortola comes from different places and one of them is I mean you have no problem when Joyce plays with the language right but you have a problem when someone from Africa plays with English language so that's one review and the second stereotype that's invoked is that is what the witch doctor ordered I mean there is no reference to a witch doctor in that part of his life no one has ordered him to drink palm wine he just likes to drink palm wine and then the also making the mistake of reading it as a realistic novel I mean, obviously this is a magical novel right and it incorporates within it the local native Yoruba stories and what is so wrong with that I mean we have read so many novels in English French and other languages which rely on that kind of elusiveness that incorporate the stories that are told in those cultures, folk clothes and folks, folk tales. So, I mean, what is so peculiar about Amos Tortola using the stories of his own culture to tell a peculiarly Yoruba West African story? And, and so that kind of teaches us about the biases of metropolitan scholars and critics as well. And, and so this novel, in so many ways, still challenges the Eurocentric assumptions that people have about genre, about writing, about storytelling, and how Eurocentric those are. I mean, that's what is at stake. So I highly recommend The Palm Wine Drinker. Please read it carefully. Enjoy it. It's a fun read. And if you get a chance, teach it. You will get a chance to teach the first West African novel published in English outside of Africa, but also a novel that quintessentially is African in its allusions, in its form, in its way of storytelling, and in its English. And that's absolutely crucial for all of us to learn. That's all I have today. I hope this was of some use to you, and I'm grateful for your time. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time. Until then, as always, Peace and love.